0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Jeremiah prophesies against the nations of Ammon and Edom. Ammon will be driven out, but will return. Edom, because of her pride, will become small among the nations. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 49 on Simply the Bible.
0: In chapters 46 through 51, Jeremiah prophesies about the nations surrounding Israel. We see in these judgments that people will reap what they sow. Those who live after the Spirit receive God's blessing, but those who live after the flesh that is, after the sinful nature that is in rebellion against God and His commandments, well, they come under God's curse. This truth of ultimate recompense calls each of us to self-examination, or at least it should. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 49 today against the Ammonites. Thus says the Lord, Has Israel no sons? Has he no heir? Why then does Milcom? Inherit Gad, and his people dwell in its cities. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will cause to be heard an alarm of war in Rabbah of the Ammonites. It shall be a desolate mound, and her villages shall be burned with fire. Then Israel shall take possession of his inheritance, says the Lord. Now the Ammonites, along with the Moabites, were descendants of Abraham's nephew Lot, Ammon was on the east side of the Jordan River and north of Moab. It speaks here of Milcom, inheriting Gad. Now, Milcom was actually the deity that the Ammonites worshipped, also known as Molech. Now, the Ammonites had taken over the area of Gad after the northern kingdom of Israel had gone into Assyrian captivity. And so God calls them on the carpet here, so to speak, that they had taken over the land of Israel as though they were never returning. But, of course, they would return. There would be the alarm of war in Rabbah of the Ammonites. Now, Rabbah was the capital city. It is now Ammon, the capital and largest city of Jordan. The Ammonites had taken possession of Israel, but in the future, the Israelites would return to take possession of their own inheritance. Wail, O Heshbon, for Ai is plundered. Cry, you daughters of Rabbah. Gird yourselves with sackcloth. Lament and run to and fro by the walls." for Milcom shall go into captivity with his priests and his princes together. Now, Ai is plundered. This is different from the city that Joshua conquered. There is no known city of Ai in Ammon. Since the name means heap of ruins, some scholars believe that this could refer to how Heshbon would be ruined. Milcom would go into captivity. Again, God was punishing the deities of these nations, as well as the nations themselves. God was showing that their God, Milcom, in whom they trusted, was no match for Yahweh. Why do you boast in the valleys, your flowing valley, O backsliding daughter, who trusted in her treasures, saying, Who will come against me? They boasted in their valleys because they were so fertile and they trusted in their treasures. Now, that is always a dangerous thing to do, to boast in the material things or to put your trust in your treasures. Solomon wrote in Proverbs 23, 5, Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Now, there's nothing wrong with having treasures, but just don't set your sight on them because they quickly vanish. Behold, I will bring fear upon you, says the Lord God of hosts. From all those who are around you, you shall be driven out every one headlong and no one will gather those who wander off. But afterward, I will bring back the captives of the people of Ammon, says the Lord. As with the Moabites, God would resettle the Ammonites. This likely refers to their occupation of the land during the millennial reign of Christ. It is interesting that we are told in the book of 1 Peter that Lot was righteous and it would seem as though his descendants will have a place in the millennial kingdom of Christ in the future. Verse 7, against Edom. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Is wisdom no more in Teman? Has counsel perished from the prudent? Has their wisdom vanished? Edom was another name for Esau. The Edomites were the descendants of Esau. They possessed the land south and west of Moab below the Dead Sea. Esau was a man who lived after the flesh and had no appreciation for the things of the Spirit. You will recall that he despised his birthright and sold it for a bowl of lentils. Now, the Edomites are type or picture of those who live for the flesh rather than for the spirit. The people of Teman were renowned for their wisdom. One of Job's three friends who sought to impart to him wisdom was Eliphaz the Temanite. He was wisest when for seven days he sat with Job in his misery and said nothing. Once he opened his mouth, well, the wisdom sort of went out the door. But under the judgment of God, the wisdom of Teman would vanish. Verse 8, Flee, turn back, dwell in the depths, O inhabitants of Dedan, for I will bring the calamity of Esau upon him, the time that I will punish him. If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave some gleaning grapes? If thieves by night, would they not destroy until they have enough? But I have made Esau bare. I have uncovered his secret places, and he shall not be able to hide himself. His descendants are plundered, his brethren and his neighbors, and he is no more. Leave your fatherless children. I will preserve them alive and let your widows trust in me. Now, Dedan was a city located in the northern part of the Arabian Peninsula, southeast of Edom. It was known for its trading. And the Lord says that if grape gatherers came to them, they would leave some gleaning grapes. That's what they would do for the poor. They would leave a few grapes behind. And if thieves came, well, they would only take what they needed and leave the rest. But when God would judge Edom, he would leave it bare he would uncover the secret places where they had been hiding. Now, that is something that is always true when God brings judgment. There is no place to hide. The Bible says in Hebrews 4:13 that there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And that is why we are wise to bring those things out into the open before God now that we might receive cleansing, and forgiveness, Uh, rather than wait for his judgment later when he will expose them. Now, even though judgment would come upon Edom, God would care for their orphans and widows. Psalm 68, 5 says, Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. Verse 12, For thus says the Lord, Behold, those whose judgment was not to drink of the cup have assuredly drunk. And are you the one who will altogether go unpunished? You shall not go unpunished, but you shall surely drink of it. For I have sworn by myself, says the Lord, that Basra shall become a desolation, a reproach, a waste, and a curse, and all its cities shall be perpetual wastes. So the Lord said, you shall drink of the cup. Now we know that this cup is the cup of judgment that many of the nations would have to drink that would often make them as though they were drunk, staggering because this judgment would be so severe. And Edom would also drink of that cup. Basra is mentioned here. That was located in Edom, about 20 miles southeast of the Dead Sea. It was protected by steep ravines on three sides. And it was this naturally guarded position that probably contributed to its name, which in Hebrew means inaccessible. I have heard a message from the Lord, and an ambassador has been sent to the nations, gathered together, come against her, and rise up to battle. For indeed, I will make you small among nations, despised among men. Your fierceness has deceived you, the pride of your heart. O oh, you who will dwell in the clefts of the rock, who hold the height of the hill, though you make your nest as high as the eagle, I will bring you down from there, says the Lord. So God would judge Edom, making it small among the nations, because of the pride of their heart. Now Proverbs sixteen eighteen says pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Man exalts pride as something that is desired, but a proud look is the first of the seven things that God hates. It reveals a heart that will not submit to God. Though they dwelt in the clefts of the rock and made their nests as high as the eagle, God would bring them down. The word rock here in verse 16 is the Hebrew word selah, and it is believed to be an early name for the rock city of Petra, located in Edom. You can visit that place today and see how it was nearly impregnable until the advent of the aircraft. Verse 17, Edom also shall be an astonishment. Everyone who goes by it will be astonished and will hiss at all its plagues. As in the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighbors, says the Lord, no one shall remain there, nor shall a son of man dwell in it. So Edom would be in astonishment, that is, the nations around would just be amazed to see how it would become no more. Although Petra was once inhabited as a city, no one lives there anymore. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the floodplain of the Jordan against the dwelling place of the strong. But I will suddenly make him run away from her. And who is a chosen man that I may appoint over her for who is like me? Who will arraign me, and who is that shepherd who will withstand me? The Lord would come upon Edom like a lion from the jungled area of the Jordan, where the Asian lions used to dwell, and he would catch them by surprise. God says, "Who is the chosen man that I may appoint over her?" There was no one who could withstand the Lord when he came in judgment. Therefore, hear the counsel of the Lord that he has taken against Edom and his purposes that he has proposed against the inhabitants of Teman. Surely the least of the flock shall draw them out. Surely he shall make their dwelling places desolate with them. The earth shakes at the noise of their fall, at the cry its noise is heard at the Red Sea. Behold, he shall come up and fly like the eagle and spread his wings over Basra, the heart of the mighty men of Edom in that day, She'll be like the heart of a woman in birth pangs. So their hearts will melt when judgment comes. Now, history tells us that during the intertestamental period, that is between the Old and New Testament, desert tribesmen called the Nabataeans drove the Edomites from their land. The people of Edom were forced to migrate into southern Judah, where they were called Idumeans. Unlike with the Moabites and Ammonites, There was no promise of a future restoration with Edom. The last known Idumean was Herod the Great, who attempted to kill Christ when he slaughtered the infants in Bethlehem. There is perennial conflict between the flesh and the spirit. We are each sowing to one or the other. Would we sow to the flesh? Then we will reap corruption and destruction. Would we sow to the spirit? Then we will reap peace and eternal life. To which... Are we sewing?
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at Calvarytv.org. That's Calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. On Monday, we will return to the book of 2 Chronicles, where King Jehoshaphat of Judah and Ahab battle the Syrians. Jehoshaphat nearly dies in the process and is rebuked for helping the wicked. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.